How's it going, everybody, and welcome to the very first episode of The Time Out with ENA. I'm your host, Ethan Haynes, and I'm joined today by our co-host, Austin Randolph. Like you said, my name's Austin. Uh, this is something we've been wanting to do for a long time now. Finally decided to give it a shot. So uh, today we're going to dive in and talk about three major professional sports and end up with a little college football talk. So we've got a lot to talk about, so let's get started. The first sport we're going to talk about today is the NBA and all the things that's been surrounding the league. Obviously, the main thing has been the free agency, and there's a lot of drama involving a lot of big-time players, so that's what's first up on our agenda today. All right, first player we're going to talk about is Kawhi Leonard. Um, what are your opinions on his move from the Raptors going to the Clippers? How do you think he's going to fit there, and what do you think about that whole situation? You know, I think it's a, a good fit for him mm-hmm. in L.A. with a, a big city, a big-time star. Obviously, Paul George went over there. Right to join him. I think it's going to make basketball great again in L.A., and that can be a huge thing for the league going forward. I agree with that. I like his idea. And You know, we got two big L.A. teams out there, the Clippers and the Lakers. Both of them now have a lot of superstars on the team, and I think it's going to make, like you said, the city of L.A. a lot more a lot more exciting come basketball season, you know? Exactly. I mean, there's two huge, huge names with Kawhi and LeBron playing in the Staples Center now, and that's just two of the big-time names. And you have Paul George, you got Anthony Davis, you got right. a lot right. of young guys too, like uh, uh, Patrick Beverly's playing. He plays well for the Clippers, and yep. you have yep. uh, you got a lot of the Lakers. You know they got Boogie Cousins now yeah, too. Yeah, I forgot they got Boogie. That's a another big-time player they got over there. So, it'd be interesting to watch. And I think Kyle Kuzma has a, yeah a chance to be a really bright good future for him. Yep. Yep. Um, another big name guy, Kevin Durant. You know, everyone knows really one of the star players in the league when healthy. Some consider him the best there is. Sign him with the with the Nets. You know, how how you feel about that? Yeah, I think that's a huge, huge signature to get on that paper for the Nets. I mean, that's a pro, that's a excuse me, program. That's a franchise that uh has had their struggles, and uh, for mm-hmm. them to get Kevin Durant to join them, that's a huge win for them. Even though he's gonna miss a lot of this year, if not the whole year, so right. It's still a huge signing going forward for them, so I think it's going to be interesting to see him and Kyrie Irving uh, also join forces yeah. out there. I agree completely. You know, I was thinking he was going to sign back with the Warriors before this season started, but then come the playoffs, you know, they made, they tried to push him through injury, tried to make him play out there before he was completely healthy, and it, it ticked him off. It made him mad. Yeah, he went out there and tore his Achilles, you know. That would, that would make me mad too, obviously, looking out for your personal career. That's... Obviously, what's going to come first in anything, you never want to be injured like that or anything right. like that. I mean, everybody in the, everybody's a team guy, yep. but in the end of the day, it's yourself first. It's your, you. your, yeah, your, it's your health first. It's mm-hmm. your safety. All that stuff comes first. So I think that was a mistake on the Warriors and Steve Kerr's part to uh, push KD too hard and push him to his limit to where a big-time injury happens. I agree completely with that. And speaking of KD and the Nets, we're going to talk about his new partner and Kyrie Irving and what's going on with him, you know, leaving the Celtics after saying, I mean, he's going to be there for years is what he told everybody, and now he's gone on to the Nets. What do you, what do you think on that? Yeah, that's an interesting thing there. I mean, I doubt he's going to be a well, uh, well-liked figure in Boston if they, oh, not anymore. If they go back. So, I mean, I think that's a big-time signing for uh, the Nets as well. So, in a year or two, you have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving on the same team, another Big time duo play out and make the league a lot more exciting in the future. And Kyrie, he's been a top five point guard in the league for a long time now, so it's going to be interesting to see them two together. I think that pairing is going to be something special. You know, Kyrie, he's a good, he passes the ball really well. He can create problems on the defense. And if you leave Kyrie open, 
That's that's a bucket. He's going to score. But if you try to play too close up on him, pass the ball up to KD. And, I mean, we all know what's going to happen there. Yeah, I think, like like you said in the beginning of this segment, is KD is possibly the best player in the league when healthy. I think he is. I mean, right. You, you got, a lot, got a lot of guys that say LeBron's the best but all around, but I can't. I can't disagree with that, but you can sure make an argument for Kevin Durant, and that's who I would put at top of the list when healthy. Yep, Kevin Durant's tough, man. Him and Kyrie, they're going to be fun to watch when they're both healthy. A little lesser-known player in Jimmy Butler. You know, he left the star-studded 76ers team in the Eastern Conference with Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, and himself. I thought they were going to be front-runners when he signed back, but he decided to go on and go to the Miami Heat and try to be the front-man of the team, you know. How do you think that's going to work you know, out I for think- him? For Jimmy Butler, I think that's a downward slide for him. I think that's a bad move, honestly. It's a little, uh, I think a word you could use for that is a little egotistical for him, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To, he wants to be the top guy, and I understand that everybody wants to be the top guy, but right. if, you're on a, if you're a young guy on a team that has a chance to make some noise and play for it all, mm-hmm. I, think that's, I think that's your best career move for him would have been to stay at the 76ers instead of trying to lead a team in Miami and in a big city that can... I can get on you real tough, so I mean, right. I think I would have stayed in Philly if I was him and uh, tried to get a ring there and build your build your career a little higher. Yeah, Jimmy, you know he's a great player and all, but I've never seen the leadership side in him. When he was with the Heat, or when he was with the Timberwolves, the Timberwolves, with the Sixers, he never was yeah. a true leader on those teams, and he's always wanted been one to cause problems and wanting to leave. So exactly, I don't so. know how it's gonna look with him being the front man of a team, but. I guess we shall see. Exactly. One guy who I do know is a very good leader is Kemba Walker. And, you know, he left his only team he's ever played for in the Hornets to go and try to replace Kyrie in Boston. How do you think that's going to do for him? You know? I think that's a huge move for Boston. I think that's a great move for Kemba Walker. Right. Um, This might sound crazy, but I don't think there's going to be any drop-off between him and Kyrie in Boston. I think Kemba Walker's that good. I agree completely. I actually think he's going to take that team to another level. I do, too. I think that's... When you hear when you hear Kyrie's replacing, I mean, uh, when you hear Kimball Walker's replacing Kyrie, you see, uh, man, it's it's just another point guard. But th- Kimball Walker's a stud, and that's he's an underrated guy. You know, very underrated. Been. Yes, always completely has agree. One thing that I had troubles with though, I saw a report that Kimball Walker did not get a max contract offer from the Hornets that would have been worth two hundred twenty-one million dollars, and he signed a four-year, hundred forty-one million dollar with the Celtics. What what were the Hornets thinking? Not signing their front guy back. I know that's just like the face of the franchise for the yes. Hornets. The Hornets are a, a franchise that haven't hasn't been the greatest, mm-hmm. and the one bright spot they've had for a long time is Kimball Walker. Kimball Walker. That's someone you can keep around if you can try to build around. But I mean, they didn't, so it is what it is. And he's going to have a great career with the Celtics. I think that's a huge move for them. So right, like you said, great move for the Celtics. Great move for Kimba. I like it a lot. It'll be fun to watch. Um. We're actually going to talk about the only guy on this list who signed with his original team, Clay Thompson. Five-year, $190 million max contract deal. I like it. I, I think it was too. a good move for him. I do too, with the torn ACL. Yep. So, I mean, that's a lot of respect to Clay Thompson. To, a lot of faith in him. Yeah, I know he's going to come back. To stay with Golden State, stay in that backcourt with the Splash Bros, I think once he gets fully healthy and comes back, Golden State's going to be a perennial powerhouse for a, a while still, I, th- I believe that at least. No drop-off in them from your eyes. And something that might help them there, someone I might say, D'Angelo Russell. After the, after the Warriors lost Kevin Durant, Warriors went out to the Nets and said, look, we're going to work out a trade and sign deal. You know, 
we like D'Lo. You like KD. Let's let's work something out and get him on us. Yeah, that's a big big move for the Golden State to get the uh, to get another All Star in that lineup with them. But I think it could be interesting when Clay Thompson comes back closer to the postseason. Was when mm-hmm. you have three guards. There. Right. I mean, and none of them are so are not, none of them have the size to play really a a three. So that's what I'm. It could I'm, be interesting. I agree with that completely. I'm a little worried about that too because all three of them are superstar players. They all need to mm-hmm. be on the court at some point. Yeah. But you don't want to waste one of them away on the bench. So what are you going to do? I mean, the only thing I can think of is maybe put Clay at the small I forward. I think you have to. I think that's your best option just because of the way he plays defense. Uh, he's he's a better defender than his size shows. Very so true. So I think you have to put him at the three when the end, or when he comes back to healthy. Right. Or at least close to the playoffs because uh, you want all three of them on the floor at the important times. Right. When they're all on the court yeah. and you have Draymond Green, that team's yeah, going to be tough. Yeah, just signed an extension. I can't remember what the exact – Four-year, $100 million It may deal? have been. It was something like that. I can't remember the exact numbers, but an extension for Draymond Green today. Right. And, you know, with all these free agents signing different players, they add a new aspect to the league in dynamic duos, you know. Mm-hmm. The league has been known as few teams as powerhouses like the Warriors. You used to have the Heat was one. The Lakers used to be a powerhouse, but now the duos are taking over. Some of those duos being that of Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, um, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, and Kyrie and Kev- Kevin Durant. So what we're going to do here for y'all is we're going to rank where we think those duos are, those five duos, who we think is the best of those five and who we think is the worst. We can start it out on top. My top, my number one duo is in L.A. with the Clippers, Clippers instead of the Lakers. I have Kawhi and Paul George being the top duo. You know, I thought you would say that, so I figured I'd pick Kawhi and Paul George also. I mean, they're just <laughs> – both of them can play defense. Both of them can play offense. They're going to be outstanding to watch. It's going to be fun watching yeah, L.A. Sure. Clipper basketball. For sure. Um, the second team I picked, actually, you know, another L.A. team was LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Yeah, I have LeBron's Lakers at two with him and AD yep. on the Lakers. So I think the best two duos are in L.A. playing in the same arena. Right, and a lot of people have concerns. You know, LeBron's getting old. He's not as good as he once was. But as last year's stats proved, he's just as good as he's been his entire NBA career. And, mm-hmm. You know, they might even put him at point guard and let him do a little Magic Johnson action out there. See yeah, what he we can, can do. see. We can see that. Um, your third team, who you got? Third team, I'm going with the steady, proven Golden State Warriors with Steph and Clay. That's okay. my number three. I think just the uh, the known the known entity there in Golden State. What you what you know and what you're getting from them. Right, right. I'm a little different in my aspects of thinking. I have Kyrie and Kevin Durant. I feel like when both of them are healthy, Kyrie is just going to be passing the ball around. KD is going to be shooting over people, and it's, I think it's going to work out for them. I think they're mm-hmm. going to be really hard to stop. Both of them are really tough on the on the offensive side of the ball. Kyrie can move a lot really well, play, shoot really good, and then you got KD who can do it all. All right, well, at number four, I have that. I have Kyrie and KD at my number four. Okay. So, same reason you gave them. I just picked Golden State over them just because of the known factors you have there. Right. My fourth team, I actually picked Westbrook and James Harden. I feel like if they can work out together well and not be too ball commanding, wanting the ball too much – I feel like that team could actually end up being the number one duo, but it's just not proven yet because both of them are ball-dominant players and mm-hmm. only one person can have the ball at a time on the court. So Yeah, that's exactly why I have that as my number five. That's a duo that I think dies. I, I do not think that works out at all. I no think, faith. No faith. I think that's going to be a train wreck. I think that's two guys that can't 
handle not being the number one. Yep. And I could see that being a problem down the road. I think it could end up terribly for Houston. Right, right. Well, my number five team, no disrespect, Warriors fans, still love y'all, Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. I mean, like he said, they're proven. We know they're good. But these new duos are something strange, man. They're they're crazy. They're yeah, crazy. Sure. I mean, All these teams are good, though. Yeah, they are, and that's I can I can understand where hey have you put where you can put them in the five. Excuse me, but uh, it's just because they're not new and flashy, you know. But you know what you're right. getting out of them. So mm-hmm. I just consistency. I had to put them somewhere a little higher. Like you said, consistency. They're both going to drop twenty points. Yeah. Average about ten re- assists, a couple rebounds, mm-hmm. and they win. Yeah, they I mean, win. They've they, done it for a long win. time. <laughs> They've done it for a long time. All right, now we're going to get into some predictions of who we think is going to be your MVP, Rookie of the Year, and your most improved player. You want me to go first? Let's hear it. What's your MVP? My MVP, I've got Kawhi coming off of a championship in Toronto. I think his first year in L.A. is just going to be magical, and I think he wraps it up with an MVP. That'd be awesome. You know, I'm a big Kawhi guy myself. But my MVP, man, Steph Curry coming back for another MVP. Yeah, I, I think with. With Clay out for most of the season, Steph's going to have to carry the load, and I think he's ready to do it. Yeah, I think we could see a little bit of the old Steph Curry, the two-time MVP, back-to-back. I back think we could back. see I think we could see a little bit of that Steph Curry coming back this year. Uh, I hope so. It'd be good for him. Um, rookie of the year, I actually have Ja Morant. Yeah, that's a good pick. I mean, he's going to be on a team in Memphis to where he's going to be one of the main guys, so he's going to be the go-to a lot. Mine, I went with another guard. I went R.J. Barrett with the Knicks, I think. Uh, playing in New York, he's going to have a big media market, so he's uh, going to be in the limelight quite a bit, so I think R.J. Barrett can have a good year breakout. Yep, and y'all might call us crazy, no Zion, but my personal opinion, not a bust per se, but I do not think he's going to live up to the hype. I think the problem with Zion is the ability to take the game away from the rim. I think that could hurt him a little bit in his rookie of the year changes. Obviously, he's going to be the popular pick for and uh, rightfully so, he's a freak. So yes, very, very. I mean, it wouldn't shock athlete. me if he wins it, but I'm gonna have to go with his college teammate R.J. Barrett. Now, good picks, good picks. Um, most improved player, who who you got coming back after last year to be the most improved player? I'm going with a guy moving teams in Lonzo to a uh, to the Pelicans. I think he's gonna have a chance to uh, show out there in mm-hmm. New Orleans instead of have being buried by a lot of other talent. Yep. In uh, yep. L.A., so I think he's going to have a chance to. You know, great distributor of the ball. Can for shoot. Sure. Hopefully he can start shooting well. For sure, you know? for sure. If he can do all this, I could see it happening too. Mm-hmm. My most improved player, I actually have someone who wasn't too bad last year, but I thought was going to be much better than Jason Tatum. You know, yeah, that's not a bad pick there at all. With the Celtics getting Kemba Walker, I think Kemba's more of a distributor than Kyrie. Mm-hmm. And I think that he'll get Jason Tatum the ball. Mm-hmm. Jason Tatum's going to ball out, you know. I think he's going to have another great year like his rookie year he had and break out and show us the true Jason Tatum. Yeah, I can see that for sure. All right, let's go do, uh, go do some uh, predictions for the Western Conference Finals real quick. Western Conference Finals. All right, who you got? My Western Conference Finals, I have the Clippers and old steady Golden State Warriors making it back to the Western Conference Finals. Clippers and Warriors. You see – I had the Warriors in there, too, in the playoffs, but I actually had the Lakers and the Clippers, the Battle of L.A. Yeah, that'll be in fun. There. That would be fun for sure. I think I think what you're going to get with the Warriors is a team that believes that they're, they should be there. After after being there so many years, they're going to have so many doubters, and they're going to want to prove them wrong. I can see them making a deep run. I agree. They're going to be the underdogs, and it's going to yeah, be the first time they've been the underdogs in years. It's 
It's crazy. And then uh, winning that conference finals, I have the Clippers and Kawhi and Paul George, that team going, moving on to the finals. Yep, I agree with that completely. You know, that team, like I said earlier, that whole team is going to be crazy on defense. Mm-hmm. Offense is going to be outstanding. I think there's going to be too much for the Lakers to handle. Mm-hmm. But in the AL, in the East, we have the Bucks and the Sixers. That's yeah, who I have. I have the Sixers and Bucks as well. Okay, okay. Who do you have winning that one? I'm going the Bucks, man. I think Giannis is going to have another great year, but he's going to want this finals. He's going to want to get his team to the finals, and he's going to do whatever he can to get them there. Yeah, that's a that's. It took me a while to decide who was going to win this one, but I would have to go with the Sixers at the end. Okay. I think Ben Simmons is going to have a huge year, and I think Embiid's going to be really good for them, and I think they're going to get it done, and I think they'll play the Clippers in the finals. So Clippers versus Sixers for you, Clippers versus Bucks for me. Who do you have winning the finals? I got the Clippers. Clippers, me too, man. I mean, you know that team, they're, they're, they're going to be crazy. They yeah, play like just they're anticipated be, to do. I agree. I think Clippers won it all, and Kawhi gets two rings in a row. It'd be crazy to see, but with Kawhi, anything's possible. That's true. <laughs> that is true. Now we're going to hop on over to the MLB aspect of this segment, talking about some baseball. Yeah, a game that I think is really growing and getting more exciting with so many young stars in the MLB now. I mean, it's a game that's... Changing for the good, I think. Yep, yep. Fans are starting to get more interested in it. And, you know, hopefully mm-hmm. it'll stick around for a lot longer. Yeah, one reason is this is a big big time of the year. The trade deadline just passed. And there there weren't a ton of moves, but there were some big ones. Very big ones. One of them that we we had a lot of discussion going on about. Zach Grink going to Houston. Yeah, uh, older guy, 35 years old, bolstering that rotation and Houston, which I think makes them the World Series favorites. I think you got. I agree. You got Verlander. You've got Cole and Grinky. Your one, two, three, and that's three of the top pitchers in the league. So I think that's gonna that's that's a move that maybe wins them a World Series. Grinky going to Houston, in my opinion, sealed the deal for them. Yeah, it's a huge move. That's one of the biggest. Ones. You got Chapman going to the Cubs a couple years ago. That huge, huge deals that can win you a World Series, and that's one of them for sure. And Verlander a couple years ago with the Astros. Right. Completely agree on that. Um. Another big pitcher going somewhere else was Marcus Stroman going to the Mets. Yeah, that's kind of surprising to me with the Mets being so far out of the playoff race and mm-hmm. the Blue Jays being so far out of the playoff race. Right. I would think they would trade trade Stroman to a team that contends. Contender, yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of strange to me, but what's stranger is, are you surprised that Syndergaard didn't get traded from the Mets? I, I was actually very surprised, and it's sort of adding this in with the Stroman deal, the Mets were talking so big about being traitors. They yeah, were wanting to get rid of people and bring in young, new faces, but yet they didn't trade any older guys to try to get anyone young. Yeah, you could, they, they traded to get somebody. They had know? so many guys they could have traded. They could have traded uh, Syndergaard. They could have traded Todd Frazier. They could have traded Cano. A lot of guys they could have traded, but they didn't, and they decided to go out and get Marcus Stroman from the Blue Jays and it's kind of just a weird thing to me. Weird deal for the Mets. Don't really know what they're doing. Kind of crazy. But like you said, the Cindergard thing, that's just – it's sticking with me because it's such a big-name player who they were really trying to throw out there. Yeah, his exactly. Name. Get him out there in the trade talk. I know. Didn't, didn't do anything with him. Something I don't understand. But then yeah. another semi-big one that happened a few days – a couple of days before the trade deadline was a three-team deal with the Indians, Reds, and Padres where mm-hmm. the Indians get Yasiel Puig and Framil Reyes – Two guys that can really hit and give depth to that offense in Cleveland that's trying to make another run of the postseason. And yep. Trevor Bauer goes to the Reds, and the Padres get 
the Reds' number one prospect. It's kind of it's a weird deal, big deal. So big deal for all three of those teams. I yeah, think. Yeah, exactly. The one thing that surprised me though is, were you surprised the Reds got rid of Puig so quickly after just signing them this year? You know, it's kind of surprising, but Puig, he's he's a guy you never know what's going on with. Like, there's so <laughs> many takes on Yasiel Puig. You, yes. You have no idea what's going on with him. So. Right. I I I can see, I see where you're coming from there. And yeah. I actually like that move by the Indians, you know, that helped, like you said, helps their offense out. That's sort of been struggling in parts, and hopefully he'll help them make, like you said, another run to the playoffs. They trade Trevor Bauer a day after he throws the ball over the fence, after getting taken out of the game or getting roughed up. Right. You think, that, the, you think that's a coincidence, or you think that has a little depth to it? I think it might just be a coincidence. It was bad timing for him, for sure. Yeah, for sure. But um, you know that was one of the few home runs he has actually given up this year. <laughs> yeah, he's been one of the great, one of the best pitchers in the league this year, and he's been a force for that rotation, which has been really good. Padres add another young prospect. Team that's yep. really building, I think that's a win for them as well. So Padres are going to be something to deal with in the future. Yeah, I think they're they're going to be a contender in a couple of years, and then. You see the Braves go out and get a couple of relievers and Shane Green from the Tigers and Mark Melanson from the Giants. The bullpen. That was the yeah. one concern for them coming into this year. And they, they might have just helped. The bullpen wins in October. So yes. <laughs> that's a big move for them. But I think it's kind of weird for the Giants to trade Mark Melanson when they're a couple of games out of the wild card. Yeah. I so, gra- I mean, are they are they giving up? Are you I don't know. I mean, they're if they're giving up, up, wouldn't you trade Madison Bumgarner? Yeah, that's true. Might be another Noah Syndergaard situation, though. same thing. I don't know. And then I think the biggest disappointment is the Yankees. Their lowest starter's ERA is 4.08, and they don't go out to get any starting pitching when they Mm -hmm. have the second-best record in the AL. No moves for the Yankees. I felt like, honestly, in my opinion, even with the Astros' moves they made, the Yankees got one star pitcher. They had it. I mean, that offense out there is crazy. Given that one pitcher, it's That offense is something serious out in New York, so, I mean – I I just don't understand that move so, or making no moves so right right I don't understand it I mean that's something you need to win in October is pitching so pitching 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 it's like the Astros just are step a, a step ahead of them so yep. I don't know we'll I guess see. we'll guess we'll see come October yeah I'll, we'll see so I just don't understand the move or no moves <laughs> no moves at all yeah no moves all right so uh, we'll do some pre- or not predictions some. Uh, well, award winners. Is, who who we think is going to yeah, win the awards? Yeah, the award winners. So I guess it is a little predictions, but we'll start in the AL. MVP, obviously, it's Mike Trout. N- n- no complaints from me here. I mean, Mike Trout has been regarded as the best baseball player since he's came into the league. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's crazy. He's, he's crazy. Some think, some think he's the GOAT. And, I mean, can't tell me he's not. Can't <laughs> argue with him. I mean, yeah, he's been a force to reckon with for a long time. So right. he's obviously the MVP, and that's going to be his third and what, seven years? Seven eight years. years. Crazy. Crazy player. Crazy athlete. Crazy crazy good guy. I mean, yeah. all around amazing. In the NL, I have Cody Bellinger as my MVP. Cody Bellinger. Okay, I went the opposite direction. Went Christian Yelich. I mean, that's a coin flip. Heads or tails. Who you think is going to win that? But, I mean, both of those guys are really good. It all really depends on how the season ends out. Yeah, I mean, that's a... That's a debate that you can go on and talk about for a long time. So, uh, but that's gonna have to be played out. It's like McGuire and Sosa back in the day. It's something fun to watch. You see, Bellinger has thirty six home runs. Christian Yelich has thirty six home runs. Both of them have over seventy five RBIs. Both of them hitting over three twenty five. It's right. It's super fun to watch, and I don't think either of them slow down. So. Nope. I think it's gonna be fun to watch to the very end. Gonna come down to the wire between them two. You know who can who can pull it off? Yeah, I think. It's crazy. It's just 
if you take Bellinger off the Dodgers, where are they? I mean, they're probably they're probably still pretty solid. Right. But I just think his numbers are crazy. Yeah, and then, I mean, same for Yelich. Yelich. Take him off the Brewers. Yeah, they but, might be last in the division yeah, in that team. That's the difference, I think. But, I mean, Bellinger, that's that's my pick to win MVP. I think he's going to stay hot and make make the Dodgers World, or World Series favorites in the NL. I can see it. I can see it. Cy Young talk now. Well, I'm going to start out with the NL since you wanted to talk about Cody Bellinger. I chose his Dodger teammate, Hyunjin Ryu. Yeah, that's who I have as well, winning the Cy Young. He's 11-2 on the year. as a 1-5-3 ERA. I mean, that's <laughs> – that's unheard of. Yeah, that's, like, that's, that's a huge breakout year for him. It's, yeah. He could win bounce back player of the year and Cy Young, Cy Young in the same year. I don't know if that's ever happened. That'd be that'd I mean, crazy. Who knows? You know, like a couple years ago when Kershaw won MVP. Yeah, exactly. You never know. Exactly. And then we'll shift gears. And uh, my AL Cy Young is actually a former MVP himself and Justin Verlander. Okay, so we both agreed on Cy Youngs. I also had Verlander, you know. Another good breakout year for him as well. Yeah, fourteen and four, two seven three ERA, and he's kind of recreated himself since coming to Houston on that trade a couple of years ago. Right, I think that was a big move for him and a great move for Houston as we've seen. And yeah, he's just another one of those guys they had that's a bulldog. He'll go out there and do what he has to do to get his team to win. Yeah, he's gonna do what it takes. He's been around a long time. He's a vet in this league, and that's something crazy. Another thing crazy with all the young faces in baseball nowadays that the two our two Cy Young picks are. 36 and 32 years old with Verlander being older. Yep. That's crazy. The two best pitchers are old guys. <laughs> they know what they're doing out yeah, there. Yeah, they've been around. So, Rookie of the year, who you got? In the AL, I've got Brandon Lau from the Tampa Bay Rays. He's had a good has had a good year in, in the uh, Tampa Bay Rays. have been having a good year as well, so he's been a main factor for them. I can't say I disagree with you. I also had him, you know. Yeah. AL Rookie of the Year competition really wasn't... As much as I wanted to put Vladdy Jr., he just hasn't lived up to the expectation that everybody gave him coming into the league. and His expectations were a little unfair. But right. I mean, when your dad's Vladimir Guerrero. Yeah, <laughs> he was one of the most hyped players I've ever seen. So Right. I think he's going to be a good player, but I think Brandon Lau is the rightful AL rightful Rookie winner of the Year now. right now. Yep, I agree. I agree. Now, NL Rookie of the Year, I had Pete Alonzo. Yeah, you can't go wrong with that. The home run derby champ, 30s. Four home runs or something mm. like that. Something crazy for a rookie. Right. Uh, he's been a good hitter all year. And he, he sort of came out of nowhere. You know? Yeah, he's been a on the Mets. You, just, you don't really pay attention to them a whole lot, even though they made the World Series a couple years ago. And yep. he busts out and hits a lot of home runs. So. Right, right. Now, who do you have? Mine is a pitcher. I have Mike Soroka of the Atlanta Braves. Okay, yeah. 10-2 ERA, a two three seven, And uh, he has the second lowest ERA in all of baseball. Really? Yeah, and he's... Just twenty one years old, so he'll be fun to watch for a long time. So be a that's good my uh, that's my rookie of the year in the NL. All right, respectable, respectable. Now that'll wrap it up for baseball. So now we're going to move on to another fan favorite sport in football. You know, NFL, college, both really fun games to watch. Yeah, I think personally, I think it's the most exciting game to watch. It's Football in general, right? Me, I'm more of a college football fan than an NFL fan, but I'm obviously still gonna watch the NFL. Football's yep. on TV. I'm gonna watch. It, you got to watch it. <laughs> yeah. But speaking of NFL camp starting up now, um, are there any guys or teams you're really looking forward to seeing this year? Yeah, the one that I'm really looking forward to seeing is Patrick Mahomes in year two. Okay. And after coming coming off an MVP season, I'm really excited to see if he can keep the swagger and everything he has working for him right now so I want to see what him and the Chiefs can do. Will Mahomes keep the pace he set last year? 
I don't know, man. That's that's hard to do. So I mean, that's obviously he's expected to do that because if you do it once, you're expected to do it all the time. So right. I right. think it's going to be hard for him, but I think he can have another great year, even though I don't think he's going to do what he did last year. Losing Tyreek hurts him, but you never know. The guy's, guy's crazy good. He might be able to do it. One of the guys I'm looking forward to seeing is a guy who didn't play a single down last year, Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, I think that's going to be exciting. Uh, new player with the Jets. A team that's kind of rebuilding themselves and can be a little exciting, honestly. Yeah, but I'm looking forward to seeing how he does. I mean, he was one of the best running backs in the league back when he was on Steelers, and Hopefully he'll come out and have a breakout year and show the Steelers what they lost. Yeah, I think he's going to be able to do that for sure. He's one of the best running backs in the game when right. he's actually playing. When he's playing, yeah, yeah. got to get him on the field. One I'm looking forward to seeing is Aaron Rodgers with a new coach in Green Bay. Yes, that's what – oh, thank the Lord. I've been praying that he'd I get know, a new he's, coach. He's, him and Mike McCarthy have had some problems, so he's got a, he gets a new coach this year, and I'm excited to see what he can do with the Green Bay team that always has expectations. Yeah, I expect Aaron to – Coming back to MVP. Yeah, for sure. No, Why wouldn't you? Yeah, he, he's one of the best for sure. One of the guys I'm looking out for is Odell Beckham Jr. and the Browns as a whole. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that team from – Could be fun to watch. They, they're they going to be very fun Him, to watch. Jarvis, Baker Mayfield. All the, Nick Chubb was really good last year when yep. his rookie year. So, yeah. I, I think it'll be fun for sure. I think with Odell getting a new quarterback, no no hate to Eli. Great guy, great, great quarterback. But Baker Mayfield just brings that aspect to the game of – Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's got that swagger just like Patrick Mahomes when I right. talked about earlier. I think it'll be fun to watch them play. Be a fun team to watch. Um, speaking of quarterbacks, another guy I was looking out for rookie year, Kyler Murray, former Heisman winner. How do you think he'll do? I think he could be exciting. I think his success depends on head coach Cliff Kingsbury, his what he's going to do with that offense. If he's going to let Kyler Murray play Kyler Murray football, or is he right. going to try to? create some other stuff. So. Is it going to be more of a college football offense or more of an NFL pro-style yeah, offense? Yeah, it's going to be exciting to see. Everybody's been always wanting to see a college star like Kyler Murray play his game in the NFL and see if it'll work. Personally, I think he's going to get beat up a little bit. Yep. But I think he's going to have some success. I mean, he's a great athlete. Yep. Might so, be I mean, Mike Vick 2.0. Yeah, I mean, great athletes are always going to have great success. So. Yep, yep, yep. But switching over to another quarterback that everybody's excited to see is Jimmy Garoppolo with the 49ers. Yep. Hurt last year. What everybody was expecting the 49ers to do last year was be a, a good team. A good when Jimmy team. Garoppolo got traded midseason a couple of years ago, got that huge deal and he gets hurt last year. So yep. I think it's going to be exciting to see what he can do with the 49ers. A healthy Jimmy G might be fun to watch. It's going to yeah, be a tough, think, tough team. I think, so. I think it'll be fun to watch for sure. Um, one of the main things I'm looking for, forward to seeing is the Bears and their defense. I mean, that yeah, defense. Yeah, nasty defense. Has, Mack, Eddie Jackson, all those guys. I mean, it's gonna be super fun to watch. They're gonna be super fun to watch. But my concern is, all these other teams have had time to scout and see what they're mm-hmm. doing. Are they gonna be able to change it up and still be tougher? Is they gonna just be the same Bears defense as last year and not be as great? I think they'll be as great. I think they're gonna be as good as advertised. I think it's gonna be super fun for them. Uh, super fun to watch, and them are gonna they're gonna be contenders again in the okay. NFC North. I think. Mitch Trubisky is going to have a big year for him as well. Let's just hope they don't miss the field goal this time. Yeah. Uh, one I'm excited to see is Antonio Brown going to Oakland. That huge AB. drama <laughs> with the Steelers and the Bills. Remember that? And yes, yes, yes. He ends up in Oakland, so I don't know. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see the drama going on there. Him and John Gruden, how that's going to mesh, all that stuff. So I, I look know. forward to seeing him and Derek Carr. Yeah, Derek forces. Carr, everybody says he's so bad. 
I remember a couple of years ago, everybody was talking about him winning the MVP. MVP, yes. So, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see. Maybe Derek Carr can bounce back yep. and uh, have Antonio Brown there. Have another good year. Yep. And um, another one I'm excited to see is Drew Brees. Just because he's been doing it for so long mm-hmm. on that terrible ending last year in the Saints and Rams game. Don't even remind me about that. Yeah, that was just pitiful. And so... I, he's getting old. You can see the decline happening a little bit in the playoffs with his arm strength. Yeah, I'm excited to see what he can do and maybe one last run for a Super Bowl with the New Orleans. That'd be fun to watch. And I'm going to follow up you there with another old, great quarterback and Tom Brady. I mean, what yeah. can you say bad about this guy? He's one of the best players of all time, if not the best. But how's he going to do without Gronk this year? Yeah, that's going to be interesting. I mean, I think he's still going to be just as good. It's the Patriots. Right. It's Brady and Belichick. Belichick. They're going to plug somebody in. Somebody's going to make plays. It's they're going to they're going to be fine. (laughs) With Brady back there, there's no worries. They're going to be fine. No worries at all. You know. Um. That's about it for NFL. Now we're going to move on to the NCAA college football. Yeah, that's where it's at. (laughs) That's that's where the money's made, boys. That's where it's at. I mean, the big one, big question. Bama versus Clemson. I mean, yeah, I mean that's what everybody's been talking about all off season. Uh, Bama, Clemson, they're gonna meet again, all that stuff. So, I'm sure they will meet again. But yeah. Uh, yeah. who's the best program in college football right now? Is it Bama or is it Clemson? That's what everybody's talking about. I mean, in my opinion, it's one A, one B. There's no true yeah. best, no true team that's better than one other. Both Bama, of them are up there. Bama wins five of ten. Clemson's won two of three. Yeah. But they've played each other the last four years since two and two. Right, but the two for Clemson have been national championship wins. This is true. This is true. Hopefully, this maybe this year will be yeah. the tiebreaker. We'll see. You never know. We'll see. So I mean, that's going to be interesting to see. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, Tua Tagovailoa, Dabo Sweeney, Nick Saban. Oh, it's just, it's going to be super fun. Battle of the Beast. I'm excited for it to happen. Yeah. And uh, another one, another Alabama connection. Jalen Hurts transfers to Oklahoma. It's going to be hard for him to follow Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, two Heisman winners, two number one picks. That's the expectation for Jalen Hurts. What happens? My opinion, he's not going to live up to the hype. Great kid, great player, great athlete. But, I mean, those two guys just set the bar a little bit too high for him to get to. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, he's phenomenal. Had a huge, huge moment in the SEC championship game against Georgia coming in for an injury to a Mm – it was super cool to watch. Transfers to Oklahoma. But following Baker Mayfield, following Kyler Murray, that's really, really hard to do. Gonna be tough. Gonna be tough. Um, speaking of that Georgia Alabama SEC championship game, will this be the year Georgia finally takes down Alabama in the SEC championship? I don't think so. I think Bama's too loaded. I think there's a lot coming back for them, especially on offense. Yep. Lose a little bit on defense, but I think Dylan Moses is gonna slide right into that middle linebacker role and just dominate that dominate have another dominating defense led by Dylan Moses. Yep, I agree. I mean Georgia is on the uphill incline, but Bama, I mean, they're just heading heels over everyone else in the SEC. I mean, they're just – they're the team to beat. They're I can the see it happening beat. next year, but I think Bama's, it's Bama's year this year. Bama wins it again. You know, Georgia fans, I know you hate to hear it, but that's that's what we got. Yeah. Another interesting thing this year could be the rise of Texas. Everybody talking about Texas is back, Texas is back, Texas is back. That's all I've heard for the last 10 years since Bama dismantled them in the championship game 10 years ago. Yeah. So – uh, they finally have some success last year. Uh, win the Sugar Bowl over Georgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, quarterback Sam Ellinger coming back. Tom Herman mm-hmm. building something good. Texas or no? I think Texas will be good. They're going to be good. I mean, they who are they going to have to compete against? 
But Oklahoma's there. Is Texas and Oklahoma in the Big Twelve? Yes, but is Texas really back? No, we'll I do find, not think so. We'll find out in week two. LSU goes to Texas. Primetime game, more than likely, it'll be super fun to watch and be a could be a judgment on if Texas is back or not. Yes, it will. Another thing is, uh, is there any competition for Clemson and the ACC? No. Oh, come on, man. No. You're telling me Syracuse isn't competition? No. Give me no. a break, guys. Clemson with competition? That's no. crazy. That's a cakewalk of a schedule. Yes. And there's nothing. There's no way around it. So is Bama's. Bama's is a cakewalk as well, but at least they're playing a little more than Syracuse and Virginia. And Florida. Yeah, I mean, Florida State, Syracuse, Virginia. Who, who are you going to take? Those three or LSU? Auburn, Georgia. I mean, A and M. A and M. I mean, no, no offense to Clemson. Still Clemson great plays team. Clemson A and M as well, but I mean, it's more of a gauntlet for Bama, even though it's pretty weak schedule as well. Both of them could be on a crash course to play again in January. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking that's going to be the case, but I guess we'll find out. You know. Yep, and uh, another thing I have written down right here is uh, any Pac-12 teams are they going to make a run or no? I mean. It's kind of come, becoming an irrelevant conference. <laughs> you know, my honest opinion, I, I don't think so. I don't either. I mean, there's a lot of hype about Oregon and Justin Herbert being the number one pick, all the talk about that. But, I mean, I, I just I don't see it. And even if they did, they're going to have to either play Bama or Clemson. And yeah, I don't that's, see it. <laughs> that's going to be a train wreck for them. I think the team with the only chance to make the playoff out of the Pac-12 this year is Washington. You mm-hmm. see Jacob Eason goes over there, transferred over there from Georgia, from Georgia. skips yep. a year. I think he can have some success in that in that conference. Herbert's obviously going to be good, but Oregon, I don't see the hype there, honestly. It's going to be a fun season to watch, that's for sure. Yes, it. All yeah. right, everybody, that's all we have time for today. Um, tune in next week. We'll have another, another podcast episode coming out for you all. Thank you very much. Be blessed. We're out. Thank you.